Blog Talk Radio. For those who will go ahead.
Praise the Lord, prophet of the Lord. Praise the Lord, Pastor Joel. Praise the Lord, my Lord, the prophet. Uh, Pastor Joel, the Lord has spoken. He has spoken with me. The Lord spoke with me this morning. This is a conversation that has just come from the throne room of the Lord Almighty. In that conversation, the Lord God Almighty, the creator of heaven and earth, the God of Israel, he has spoken with me about the coming of the Messiah. And in that conversation, the Lord has spoken about this stress that is coming. And the Lord has spoken about a very severe disease that is going to visit the earth. There are diseases, incurable diseases that are coming to the earth. There are diseases, I see diseases coming to the earth. I see a severe form of skin disease. It looks more like leprosy coming to the earth. It's very, very scary because that disease is very infectious. The Lord already put me in that day. I already saw people running, grappling with that disease. Anyone touching that disease, gripping your hand, you are infected and it grows like leprosy over your body, over anyone's body, over the bodies of the people of the earth that are infected. It was the most disturbing dream. I was very disturbed when I woke up because it looks very bad. It's very unsightly when I saw it. Again, I see a severe form of skin infection. I don't know whether it's a disease inside the body that manifests in the skin, but it looks more like a skin infection because I saw the manifestation on the skin. And over all the thigh growths, growths, growths like leprosy all over the body. And whosoever, when they scratch it, bleeds, and as it bleeds, then pus forms, pussy flesh, pussy flesh forms, begins to mold, to build up, to mold up on the back, then the backs of people, their legs. An infectious disease is coming to the earth, and it looks more like a prosy, it's a skin disease. And I see it grow on the bodies of people, those who are infected. And it is very infectious because whoever touches the door of a car with it, I saw people touching the doors of cars and they're getting infected, greeting by hand, they were infected. It was very, very infectious in this mighty conversation. So this disease is going to be extremely infectious and it's going to be most disturbing. It's very unsightly to look at. When the skin is infected, it's very unsightly, just like leprosy is a little worse than leprosy because the growth protrudes up it's like they're growing over the body. It is absolutely crazy sight to look at. It's very disturbing. Well, upon the release of the fourth horseman, 
Bible says in the book of Revelation chapter 6 that one of the tools that would be in play, the instruments that would be in play at this time would be diseases. And these are the events that wind down, they count down towards the coming of the Messiah. Because upon the breaking of the fifth seal, then you see the souls of those who have been persecuted for preaching Christ, for testifying Christ, for, 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 for worshiping, for evangelizing Christ. And that means at that time the church will be out of this place. Because for as long as the church is on the earth, she will always testify Christ, worship Christ, and evangelize Christ. And so, on this fourth seal, now you can see that diseases, very strange diseases, some of them are usual same diseases that have been known before, are coming back in the most incurable forms, most disturbing, unsightly forms. Prepare the way, turn to righteousness, and walk in holiness, turn away from sexual sin, sexual lust. There is a lot of sexual lust in the church. The heedlessness, there is so much heedlessness, disobedience in the church of Christ today. They do not even know how the Lord speaks. Even when the Lord speaks, they cannot perceive the instruction therein. Because of the carnality, they use carnal, they, they are carnal beings. They are carnal persons. They are carnal minds to try to perceive the things of the Lord. The Lord is calling upon the nations of the earth and the Church of Christ to prepare for the coming, the glorious coming of the Messiah. And this, this is the hour to prepare. These are the signs. The Lord is using these signs that the Church may know the time for the Messiah to take the church is nigh. The time is closed now. May those who have their spiritual ears open listen to the voice of the Lord. Shalom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Welcome to the Lord's Tower, my brothers and sisters. Shalom, shalom. Hallelujah. We are at the last second before the trumpet sound. Hallelujah. We are so close to going home. Hallelujah. Welcome all to the Lord's Tower. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Hope everyone here is fine. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. God is so good and he is so wonderful. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to share what the Lord revealed to me this morning which I know is going to encourage a lot of my brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Um, you will you will understand how close we are to going home. I, I was shocked this morning by the Lord in his revelation to my life. Hallelujah. And how close, hallelujah, we are to be going home. It is so, so close. Hallelujah. I thank each one of you. Hallelujah. Uh, praise Jesus. I apologize if it is. Hallelujah. I just hope everyone hear me fine. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Is it a little better or a little worse? So, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God is good. God is good. Hallelujah. I just hope it's good enough for me to share the testimony, the revelation the Lord gave me this morning. Because the Lord is, he is such a wonderful God. And hallelujah. I want to go into the word of God before I, I, I share what I have to share. So we can get a clear understanding of what the word of God says about this. And this is from, uh, praise Jesus. I mean, this is, I believe it's from uh, Romans. And um, praise Jesus, uh, Corinthians. This is First Corinthians 24. It says here in verse 24, And he raised all the runner runs, but only one get the prize. You know that, don't don't you, says Paul? So run in a way that will get you the prize. All who takes part in the game train hard. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. So we are running in a race, amen, hallelujah, and in this race, we are running for a crown, hallelujah. Before I continue reading the word, I want to start sharing part of the testimony, hallelujah. This morning, hallelujah, the Lord uh, took me out in the spirit, hallelujah, to show me, hallelujah, how we all, the bride of Christ, are running in a race. And it was such a beautiful race, hallelujah, because right in the race, I looked and I could see heaven. I, I knew that in the end of the race was heaven, right there on the end. And I was, I was jumping up and down because I know the Lord had told me he would not bring me into heaven. But I was jumping up and down that I could see heaven, hallelujah, and I could see the mansions, hallelujah. And in this race that we are now, hallelujah, by the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ, he allowed me to look while we were running in the spirit to look to heaven. And I immediately recognized that I was looking to heaven. And I was like, I got such a joy and so excited. But at the same time, I knew that in this race, um, it was very, it's not an easy race, I tell you. Amen. Then that's why we need to be careful with burdens because you don't want to carry heavy burdens in this race. And so as as I noticed that we were all in the race and I was looking like a lot of people around me that I could recognize, brothers and sisters here, that I could recognize in this race, I got real excited that I can see them again. Hallelujah. But I wasn't focusing so much on the brothers and sisters I was focusing because people from all around the world were in that race that are serving Christ right now. People that are truly, uh, um, praise Jesus, hallelujah, are in this race. Everyone, people from Europe in every single country, every language, hallelujah, there must have been one or two or a few more in this race, hallelujah. And it's just like the Lord's been telling to Thomas, there is not a lot of people going up in the ration. But the one, the, the amazing thing is that, there was a group here from the Lord's Tower, hallelujah, uh, either around me, by my right hand, by my, my, my left hand, or behind me. But we were all running smoothly in this race, hallelujah. And and it, brought, and it gave me such a joy, such a joy to see my brothers and sisters in this race. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, praise God. And but when I looked outside this race, I noticed there were people falling away. Falling away into the world, things, hallelujah. 
and 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 it and it it really uh, I did not focus much on the one that were falling away, but the Lord wanted me to see that there there are a lot of people falling away now. Praise Jesus, Hallelujah! And and so we we have to, and I understood in this that it, it's it's better for us to encourage one another than to speak negative about one another in this race because we all run in this race, Amen. And we. And I notice that if we encourage one another to continue running this race, it makes it a lot easier to us, hallelujah, to stay to keep our focus on Jesus. And so I understood while running this race that as we keep our eyes on Jesus, the Lord will help us, hallelujah, will give us the strength for us to continue to run this race. And so the amazing thing about this race was that as I look forward to the end of this race, I could see the end. And I was shocked how close it was. I knew that if we would continue running at the pace that we're running now, this race will end up like in 10, 15 minutes. But that's in the spiritual realm, okay? Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I can say in 10 or 15 minutes, the trump is going to sound for the rapture. But it's in the spiritual realm. So only God knows how much time we have in this race, hallelujah. But in, in if it was... It was for me to say here in how, how how much time we have for the race to end, 10 or 15 minutes, my brothers and sisters. And the spirits around, hallelujah, uh, praise Jesus, hallelujah, that could be, I don't know, days, hours, I just don't know. I don't know what to tell you, my brother or my sister. But this, that that's how close we are. And so I'm like, I was like looking at the end of the race, and I'm like, I want to end it. I want to end it. I want to end it. And I want to run faster to end the race, hallelujah. But uh, that was not for me to know. <laughs> that was not for me to know the end. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. No man knows the end, not even the Son of God knows the end, the, the day or the hour. So it's not for me to know the day or the hour, but I want to rush to those, through those 15 minutes and just end it, end it, and enter heaven. And so I could see right there that as soon as we enter the, the, the we, I'm sorry, we end the race, we can go ahead and enter and enter heaven. Praise Jesus, hallelujah, and, and claim our prize. <laughs> That's a way of me explaining. But we were going to get our reward from God in the moment we go into heaven. And so in this race, one of the amazing things that I told my wife that, I, that, I, that gave me a lot of joy in this race was that uh, while I was running in this race, and there was one part that the Lord wanted to show me, and I believe it was back into, into my race, that one of the gifts the Lord gave me, and he, he picked it up and just gave it to me in the race, was my son Joshua. That was one of my gifts. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I was thanking the Lord. I was so joyful to see this gift God has given me, my son Joshua, in this race. Praise God. Because in this race, the Lord grants you uh, gifts, gifts from God. And so he's a gift from God. Hallelujah. And, and, and I was so joyful to receive that gift. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And I know many of you have seen different gifts from God in your life, hallelujah, in this race, hallelujah. But it just gives you joy to see what God can do, hallelujah. Praise God. And so I, I was looking at the mansions and everything, and I could look at the love and peace of God all over heaven, hallelujah. And I, and I was getting so, I won't say desperate, but I knew that if I will run those 50 minutes, I will end it up, and that's it. I will enter heaven and not look back. 
Hallelujah. Because once you see the M right there in front of you, you just want to go for it. You don't want to wait or not. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. But it's on God's timing. That's what it is. It's on God's timing. Hallelujah. And so, hallelujah. Does anyone know that the KGB that stays Jesus don't know the day or the hour? Praise Jesus. Neither the Son, it says, I believe it, neither the Son knows. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe someone can find it. And so we're just so close, so close, so close. Hallelujah. To be going home. And I'm so glad for the Lord. Now, listen to the conversation I have with the Lord this morning. Um, the Lord woke me up this morning, and I know I was to give my, my son Joshua milk. Sometimes he wakes up, I don't know, 4, 3, 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't know. But then I take the time after I give him the milk to, to pray before the Lord. Because I know the Lord wants me to pray. But this morning was different. The Lord was putting into my heart, and I was praying about eternity. Hallelujah. And so it came to my heart to ask the Lord how big eternity is. Amen. And, and, I, and I, I, the Lord was answering my question because not like a lot of time I would ask him a question, he would stay quiet. But this time he wanted to answer me those questions. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so um, I asked the Lord, hallelujah, how, how big compared to, to, to our planet, to earth, and all the stars in the universe, how, how big eternity is. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And I said, Lord, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, eternity is bigger than our galaxy. And the Lord said, yes, it is. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I said, Lord, so from here to the third heaven, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, um, um, how far will that be in eternity? And, 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 and the Lord, I said, Lord, it, it will be like a walk in the park or a little bit more. Hallelujah. You can fit, I don't know how many earth in eternity, but not only that, you can fit all the planets we have in our solar system, all the planets, all the planets, all the stars, you can fit it in eternity, and it's still like nothing. You will have a mansion in eternity that your backyard is bigger than the earth. <laughs> and I was like, this, this is, this is mind-blowing. This is mind-blowing. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But, you know, I think this is things that we want to know, because our, our plan is to sometime go to, go to heaven, go to eternity. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I was like, oh, my goodness, Lord. Oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness. We have no idea. And, and I can refer to eternity a little bit because the Lord, in one of the dreams that I shared, that I put video online, and the Lord allowed me to run in eternity faster than the speed of light. Faster. I don't know how many times, but light could not cut up with me. I'm telling you, light could not cut up with me in eternity. Okay? And praise Jesus, hallelujah, eternity is a planet. I was running in that planet of eternity faster than the speed of life. If, if, if you had the earth and, and, and you would have put me on that speed to run on the earth, I would have maybe run the earth in one second or one minute. Okay? And I could not get... And I was going real fast in eternity, and there was still more land to go, <laughs> by, I don't know, by maybe years or millions of years, I don't know. That's how big eternity is, my brothers and sisters. When people go to eternity, they are for a mind-blowing from God. God is just going to blow our mind when we get there. Uh, how big eternity is, hallelujah. And God is in eternity. 
if we think our galaxy and stars are big, you can put them all together and fed it maybe in a hole of eternity and or in a park in eternity. <laughs> Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So, my brothers and sisters, there is so much we need to know about God. And so, these are the things that I'm focusing on, understanding God, understanding how much we can learn so much from here. And we're still beginning. It's still the beginning. Hallelujah. But if we can ask the Lord this question, it will be great. Now, before I forget, today we are starting, hallelujah, the, the prayer and hearing the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ, the voice of God, in an audible way. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So my brothers and sisters, from today and on, we are fasting. Excuse me, we are fasting for that. Amen. You can fast a day at least for this. I asked the Lord this morning, hallelujah, if he was still, hallelujah, a lot of his people to hear him out of, with an audible voice. And the Lord assured me that he will do this. Hallelujah. So I'm letting you know, hallelujah, that you can trust Jesus. He'll never let you down. Man will always let you down, but not the Lord Jesus Christ, because he had never let me down. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. You can trust him. You can trust him with all your heart, because he will never let you down. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So, hallelujah, start your fasting with the Lord Jesus Christ and your prayer before the Lord so you can hear him with an audible voice like Abraham, North, and Moses heard him, how he spoke to them, and he heard him. He heard, they heard God with an audible voice, hallelujah. So um, join us in this prayer. Join us. I know that this past two weeks, a lot of people who were praying for the sermon they they got the sermon from God. The Lord gave them the sermon. Why? Because the Lord is faithful. And whenever he says he's going to give us something, he gives it to us. Now, we have to approach it with faith. Not with doubt, but with faith. Praise Jesus. So I want to encourage you, my brothers and sisters, to, to when you approach the Lord in prayer, asking for to hear him with an audible voice, you repent thou, and you repent unbelief, and you also repent pride. So your prayer don't, don't, won't be a prideful prayer. Praise you. Remember what Proverbs said, that the prideful God looks at them from afar. We don't want God to be looking at us from afar. We want God to be involved in our life because God, hallelujah, can help us. Hallelujah. He can do so much for us. For us. So as you approach the Lord Jesus Christ, make sure you approach him with faith and not with doubt. Make sure that you ask with faith and not with doubt. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I want to continue about the race. Job 9.25 says, God, my days raised by the, like the, a runner, they fly away without seeing any joy, says Job, in the midst of his testing. My brothers and sisters, a lot of time, because we're going through testing and trials and tribulation, our day seems to be very hard and difficult. And Job said that the, his days fly away without seeing any joy. Sometimes it seems like this to a lot of people who are going to trial and sickness and different things. Hallelujah. Their days are, are not with any joy like Job had. Amen. But you know what? God will give you whatever he has promised you. And there are a lot of promise in his word. And he is going to give you each one of them because he has made those promises to you. Hallelujah. Psalm 19.5 says, David the sun is like a groom coming out of the room where he spent his wedding night. The sun is like a, like a great runner who takes the light and running the race. 
Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Ecclesiastes 9.11 says, Here is something else I've seen on the earth. Race aren't always won by those who run fast. Battles aren't always won by those who are strong. Wise people don't always have plenty of food. Clever people are always wealthy. Those who have learned a lot are always favored. God controls the timing of every event. He also controls how things turn out. That is for sure true. God is the one in control of the timing, especially at the rapture timing, of every single event. Nothing is going to, to go happen without God allowing it or doing it. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So we know that, hallelujah. We know that for sure. Acts 20, 24, but says Paul, the apostle Paul, but my life means nothing to me, says Paul. I only want to finish the race. I want to complete the work the Lord Jesus has given me. He wants me to give witness to others about the good news of God's grace. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. He is so good. We serve such a wonderful God. Hallelujah. Galatians 2.2. I went because God showed me what he wanted me to do. I told the people that they are the good news that I preach among those who aren't Jews, but I spoke in private to those who seem to be leaders. Hallelujah. I was afraid that I was running or had run my, my race for nothing. So, again, he preached the gospel. God is the one who does the rest. Galatians 5, 7. You were running a good race, as Paul to the Galatians. Who caught, who caught in you and kept you from obeying the truth? Hallelujah. The devil was the one who did that. Hallelujah. Second Timothy 4, 7. I have fought the good fight, says Paul. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. This is very important, my brothers and sisters. As we are running this race, we must understand we must keep our faith. Hallelujah. When the Son of Man return, says the Bible, will he find faith on the earth? That is a good question. Will he find faith, my brothers and sisters? That is after you and your relationship with the Lord, with God Almighty. It's after your relationship with him. Hallelujah. Hebrews 12, 1. A huge cloud of witnesses is around us. So let us throw off everything that stands in our way. Let us throw away any sins that hold us to, that holds on to us so, so tightly. Let us keep on running the race marked out for us. Hallelujah. See, God has marked a race for us, which God expects each one of us to run, hallelujah. And we must, we got to run this race. We got to finish this race. The God has put before us, hallelujah. It's not easy, hallelujah. It's not easy to run this race. But if we, if we look up to Jesus, if we keep our eyes on him, he will help us to finish the race. He will help us to go on. He will make it easier for us. Because he knows that there's a lot of things you and I cannot do on our own. And most of it we cannot do on our own. But if we call unto him, he will help us. And he is willing to do this because we are his sons and daughter. And so he wants to help his sons and daughter. How you might remember Jesus said, tell them that if they come to me, I will help them when he's sitting on his throne. If you come to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord Jesus Christ is going to help you. 
He's going to stand his hand to you, hallelujah, and give you the strength, my brother and sister, that you and I need. And we know we need this, hallelujah, because every day seems like it's much difficult. But as we get closer to the Lord, he makes it much easier. Amen. So every day requires more obedience, more submission, more of denying ourselves to, to our flesh, to our desire, to our evil desire, to sins. Every day, my brothers and sisters, we have to, hallelujah, make an effort in our part. Hallelujah. More day that goes by, we have to cry out more to the Lord. We have to pray more to him. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because it's not that easy. Don't call out to him. Hallelujah. We can sing. We can fall. But the Lord is saying, do it. Hallelujah. If we don't do it, it's pride. Pride is keeping us from doing it. Because if we are humble, the humble ones, hallelujah, serve. It just humble himself without a problem. And so we are being called by God to humble ourselves before him. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so that's what God wants from each and one of us. Hallelujah. To humble ourselves before him. Because he is more than willing. Hallelujah. To help us. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I will be back after this raid, my brothers.
Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. To you we surrender, Lord. All our needs, Lord, we surrender to you. Hallelujah. This race that I've seen in the spirit, hallelujah, I could compare it to, to the uh, Marine, Marine or the Army training, hallelujah. There was some part of the training that we had to climb up, like the things that the Marines had to climb up, hallelujah, to go up to different things and come down and all that. In some other, in, in this race, we will have to go through through things, hallelujah, run like to, through tunnels and things, hallelujah, in the spirit that made us made it to us very uncomfortable. And, and, and I noticed that every time some of us or, or a lot of us or in different locations, we have to go through these tunnels and different things in the, in, the, in, the, in the race. I noticed that immediately when the person went into their own tunnels in this race, they went into a testing. There was a testing prepared for them. And then they were having a little struggle with that testing. And as soon as they would, they would keep their eyes on Jesus and, um, and they would call unto the Lord, Immediately, the Lord will give them the strength, will give them the wisdom, will prepare them to continue running in the race, to continue focusing on the Lord. Hallelujah. And, and so for some reason, I, I knew that the race never stopped. We just, we are always running. Hallelujah. And we're running together in a pace all together. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We're all looking forward to getting there. Everyone who is seeking Jesus in prayer, who is fasting, who is seeking the Lord in holiness, who is and repenting with Jesus every day, who is staying away from sins and any contamination of the world, are in this race at, at one pace, all of us together, all of us running together, crowned, like Paul says. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But we are all going, hallelujah, through different struggle in our own race. We are all together, but somehow God puts a, puts a testing in each one, each one of us life and, and and we are being tested. Our testing is in different days or different location or different part of the race. Hallelujah. And and when we go into the testing, we may not like it. We when when we get into the testing, we may feel different or we we feel something changes. And I notice that the people that are in the race that were running out of the race, they're easy falling away from the race because they're not focusing on Jesus. They are focusing uh, maybe on the word. Hallelujah. And it's good to read the Word. And I tell people, the Word of God is supposed to lead you back to God, not back to any man or any leader. You are not to be looking to any man. Pastors, minister, ministers are supposed to be an example for us. Or we are supposed to be an example for people. Nothing else. Nothing else, my brothers and sisters. Our eye is supposed to be on Jesus, not on man. And so a lot of people make this mistake in Please listen careful to this. If you keep your eyes on men, hallelujah, you are going to fall. Keep your eyes on Jesus. We have said that for months now and years. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Hallelujah. I know you love me. I love you too. But I want to see you finish your race. I want to finish my race, and I want to see you finish in this race. Please don't put your eyes on men. You are going to fall if you do. Because men can let us down. I'm telling you, for more than 15 years, I had my eyes on a pastor, gray man of God. I never knew a man so anointing by God like this man. But he's falling into sin, into adultery, and he preferred to leave his wife 
a holy woman of God to go out with, to go away with this other woman. He abandoned the ministry. He abandoned the church. And there, there I was with my heart, my heart broken. I was heartbroken. But God used this to give me and the rest of the people a great example. Don't put your eyes on man. Put your eyes on Jesus because men are going to make mistakes. Hallelujah. And it don't mean that they're not going to be saved because if that man goes and repents later on, what do you think it happens? He goes home. The Lord takes him home. Hallelujah. Even in the tribulation, if people repent, the Lord will save them. God is a merciful God. We are serving a merciful God. But you can stand there with your heart broken, with all kinds of wounds in your life, and if you are not learning to forgive others, if you are not learning to forgive your pastor, your ministry, your brothers and sisters in the church, you are going to find it very difficult in this, in this race, and you are going to fall away. Praise Jesus. And this is not the word of God. It's signing God. It's signing the Lord Jesus Christ very much. When he sees his, his sons and daughters falling away, this is not easy. For two or three years now, the Lord's been telling you, Thomas, my people are falling away. My people are falling away. The Lord spoke to me last year, and the Lord says to me, my son, hallelujah, I want to use you so I can prepare my people to go home. I want to use you in this last hour so I can prepare my people to go home, to take my people home. I'm going to use them. I'm going to use you to prepare them, my son. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And, and, you know, my my mind, I'm, look, but you're preparing me to go home. I'm here seeking you. Amen. But we have to be obedient to the Lord. Amen. We have to stay in love. We have to stay in focus with Jesus Christ. I love you, but I love Jesus more. I love you, and I want to see you end this race. I want to see you end it. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. This is why we got to continue to pray for one another. we got to encourage one another with the word of God, especially like Paul says to the church in these last hours. These are dangerous times, dangerous hours. The enemy has sent his false preachers up there, his, his, his false prophet, his false teacher, his, his false minister. He has sent them with a Bible on their hand ready to deceive the nation ready to deceive God's people. And so in this last hour, what the enemy is seeking out, God's elect, the Lord Jesus Christ's elect, those are the ones the enemy is keeping his eyes on them. Hallelujah. The rest of humanity, he has them in his pocket. He has the rest of humanity in his pocket, to the club, to sin, drink, and this and that. He has them in his pocket. They are on their way to hell. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But this is why we need to preach the gospel so they can hear the word and they can believe it and they can repent. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We are not to judge them, but we have to pray for them. We have to teach the word. We have to preach the word. Hallelujah. And ask the Lord for mercy. Mercy. Hallelujah. Because the Lord can do anything for anybody out there. Praise God. He is God Almighty. He has all power from the Father in heaven and in earth. He can do anything he wants. Hallelujah. And so he has raised you and I up. He has brought us this far to use us for his glory, to cleanse our life, to use us, hallelujah, so other people can see Jesus Christ 
in our lives can see the love of God. This is why we got to love people and not judge them. See, the world is full of a judger, a judge. There are a lot of people out there that like to judge other people. We should not be part of those people. And by by this, I don't say I don't say sin is, sin is okay. I'm not saying sin is okay. We have to tell people the truth and love. There's many ways to tell the truth, but the best way is to do it in love, to do it in care, to do it in harmony, to do it in shalom and peace. It's the best way to say the truth. But when you do it in argument, when you speak in division, when you speak against your brothers and sisters while you're preaching the word, you're doing harm while you think you're doing good. Someone in Bible they watch a ministry online. And when I put the minister online, a woman, she was offending her brothers and sisters, the bride of Christ. And then she was preaching to the lost. And I and I said and I looked at her and I said, I'm gonna change the channel. I'm not gonna listen to this. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Because who am I to judge you? I'm supposed to love you. I'm supposed to help you. I'm supposed to encourage you, not judge you. That's the job of Satan. He's the accuser. I'm not the accuser. We're not the accuser. Satan is the one. Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus said pray for one another. He never said judge one another. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Love your brother. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. He didn't say, hey, your brother, or, or, or speak bad about your brother, as you do it against yourself. Jesus, hallelujah. My brothers and sisters, we have so much to learn. And Jesus said, those that love me will keep my commandment, John uh, 14 and on. If you love me, you'll keep my commandment. So how do we show God, God, not man? How do we show God we love him? By keeping his commitment. That's how. Hallelujah. Not by why I, not not by why how I feel. Hallelujah. Over oh, well, by what I think. No, it's by keeping his commitment that I'm showing God I love him. And the same thing, when you keep the commitment, you show your neighbor you love him because his commandment says, love one another. So how do I show my neighbor? How do I show my brother? How do I show my sister I love him? By keeping the Lord's commandment, loving one another. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Not judging one another. See, it's easy to judge. Hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. But God says, hallelujah, that the same way you judge others, you will also be judged. And so let's not waste time judging people. Let's not waste time pointing out the sin, hallelujah, but let's spend time loving them. Let's spend time praying for them. Let's spend time seeking God, keeping his commandment, so we can do the same thing Jesus did. What did Jesus did? He loved his disciples. He loved one another. He showed them what love was. And he said to them, as you see me love one another, so I command you to love one another. As I love you, Jesus says to them. Imagine that what an example that was. What a great example. You show them how it's to be done, and then you tell them, do it this way. The same way you saw me loving you, love one another. Hallelujah. 
What a great example. God shows us in the word how to love one another. As we were sinful, hallelujah, Jesus died for us because God so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten son. So we will not perish, but we will be saved by him. What a great example. He loved us while we were still in our sin. Look at me. I was lost in sin. God loved me with a great love, with an agape love. He extended his hand, saved me, got me out of there, and, and put me in his righteous ways. In, in his son, Jesus Christ, his righteous way. Hallelujah. What a mercy, what a love. And what am I to say about that? What am I to do about that? I got to see the example of my father. I got to see how my father loved me and cared for me. He, not, he did not abandon me in sin. But he took me out of sin through his son, Jesus Christ. He gave his only begotten son for me. What a love my father has for me. Hallelujah. What a great example we have. How Jesus gave himself for us. And then he went into the cross and, and died for me. What a love. What a care. Who else done that for me? No one but Jesus did. What a great example I have. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. What a great example. I have no excuse because the Father showed his love to me. Jesus showed his love to me. I have no excuse. And so are you. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. My brother, when I, when, 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 when I talk to the Lord... Oh, when, when I hear the Lord, when the Lord reveals things to me, I learn so much from him. Hallelujah. I, I don't know anything. But the little things I learn, I learn from him. And I marvel. I'm, I'm like, wow, what a teacher we have. What a great teacher. And we're so concerned about learning from other men, this, this, and that. I mean, it's not wrong. It's not wrong to learn from other, from other brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. But when you learn from the Lord, hallelujah, you learn right. You just learn what you need to learn. And what a blessing that is. What a blessing when you learn from the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is why we say you need a rabbi. You need a rabbi today. You need rabbi Jesus. Rabbi, boy, rabbi means teacher. You need a teacher in your life. And you need him every day. You need him to teach you every day. When you get up in the morning, in the morning says, Lord, teach me. Rabbi Jesus, teach me. I want to learn from you. You are my rabbi. Tell him he is your rabbi. Talk to him in love. Pray Jesus, hallelujah. Say, Lord, I don't know anyone that can teach me better than you. I don't know anyone that can reveal your word to me better than you. Talk to him this way and watch how he responds to you. Hallelujah. Someone said earlier, hallelujah, as we prayed for God to speak to us in an audible voice, hallelujah, if God speaks to you after this week in prayer or during this week in prayer in your dream in an audible voice, that still count. That still count. Because you're asking to him to speak to you in an audible voice. If he speaks to you in a vision in an audible voice, he speaks to you in a dream in an audible voice, that is God speaking to you in an audible voice. Praise Jesus. He may choose to speak to you through a dream. However, God chooses to speak to you in and out of a voice. He is welcome. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is so good. He is so wonderful. Hallelujah. 
we can learn so much from him. Hallelujah. There's so much we need to learn. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God because he is good and he's always going to teach us the right things, the things that we need to learn. Praise God. Because a lot of times when we learn from men, what happens? Hallelujah. We learn wrong. Hallelujah. And God don't want us to learn wrong. Hallelujah. God wants us to learn. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The right way. The right way. His word, his revelation. He can reveal his word to us in a mighty, mighty way. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We can truly do that. He can truly do it to our life. As we, hallelujah, praise God. Yes, there there are people being used by the devil that are coming on to attack us, hallelujah. Or to attack me, the messenger, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. But I'm only a messenger. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But they want to kill the messenger, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. God is so good. God is so good. He is so wonderful, hallelujah. Praise God. And we serve such a wonderful, wonderful God. But we have to put a total trust on him. You see, when, when we serve God, a lot of time, we don't give God our whole heart. We, we say we do a lot of time, but sometimes we don't. And the way we find out is when we seek him in a, personal, in a personal relationship. When you seek the Lord, hallelujah, in a personal relationship, he will reveal himself to you. In a way that you can understand, he may not reveal to you, okay, the same way he reveals to me or to someone else. But he will reveal himself to you in, in the way that God knows you can understand him. And so a lot of people hear God differently. God approached them differently. Because God made us unique. We are all unique. We are all different. Hallelujah. But this is the way God chooses to deal with us. But what a blessing that is anyway. When we, hallelujah, decide, when we say, I'm going to be obedient to you, Lord. Not my will be done, but thy will be done. And so when we seek the Lord this way, Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He will teach us. He will, he will uh, hallelujah, give us the knowledge and wisdom we need to continue to go on in our daily life. There is so much we can learn. There is so much we can grow in God. Hallelujah. This race is not easy because in the moment you, 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 you move your eyes from the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And, I mean, you can go to Hebrews 12.1. Go to Hebrews 12.1. Hallelujah. And read what it says there, to keep our eyes on him. Praise God, hallelujah. Now, look what it says here in Psalm 91, verse 14. The Lord says, God says, I will save the one who loves me. I will save the one who loves me. I will keep him safe because he trusts in me. He will call out to me and I will answer him. I will be with him in time of trouble I will save him and honor him. I will give him a long and full life, and I will save him. Now, how does this start? How God starts speaking here, hallelujah, you got to pay close attention how God starts speaking. Because always what God tells you at first to do, hallelujah, the number one thing the Lord tells you to do, that's what he expects you to do. That's what he recommends you to do. He says, the Lord says, I will save the one who loves me. What is God requiring here from you and I? To love him. That's what he's saying here. 
Psalm 91, verse 14. Hallelujah. The King James may say a little differently, but it's still saying the same thing. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. I will save the one who loves me, says God. He continued, I will keep and save. So in the moment you follow in love with the Lord, Jesus Christ, in the moment you love him, in the moment you, in the moment you pursue this love, the Lord says, I will keep him. He will protect you. Second, he, he will keep you safe. Because he trusts in me. You see, when you love God and you go and you surrender to God because you are trusting in him, what did God say he will do? He will call out to me and I will answer him. Prayer. Now God says in Psalm 91 verse 15, he will call out to me and I will answer him. Whenever you go into prayer with God, God will hear you. Why? Because you love him. Follow in love with Jesus. Tell Jesus every day you love him. Hallelujah. If you haven't started this, start this today. Tell Jesus you love him. Follow in love with him. Hallelujah. Just follow in love with him. Praise Jesus. And watch how your life changes. Watch how your walk with God changes. And you will go into a higher level in God. Hallelujah. It's very different, hallelujah. You see, when you are a believer, a religious person, you see, you may heard of, you like Joe, before he went through all these testing, you probably heard about him. People must have probably told you about God. You probably went to different churches, different religion. You went to probably to the Mormons religion. You went to the Catholic religion. You went to the, to the many, many religions, hallelujah, up there. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. That they probably thought about the Lord. They probably thought about God, that Hebrew God, that Hebrew Jesus, that Hebrew Yeshua. Hallelujah. But you see, you were only a believer of him. Or you, many of you that are listening to me, you maybe are a believer of Christ. But you may are missing the foundation of this Christianity walk, of this relationship with God, your relationship with Christ. It's missing. Just being a believer don't cut it anymore. Because you can fall easier from grace. Because you're not having your eyes on him. You understand? You're not having that personal relationship that, keep, that keeps you close to God. Sister, I, I, I praise God for that uh, healing the Lord did in your life. Thank you for sharing that that. Healing, hallelujah, that God that in your life, hallelujah. That is, that is so wonderful. See, we serve a God that heals us. God has promised in his word he will heal us. Thank you for sharing the testimony, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. And so, it, I will be with him, says the Lord, in times of trouble. Boy, do we go through trouble. Boy, do we go through it. And we need the Lord to be in there with us in the times of trouble. We need Christ. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. We need God to be involved in our trouble. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he can bring you out. You, can, you and I can easily go into trouble, but God can easily take, take us out of there. Hallelujah. More, he says, I will save him and honor him. We need to be saved by him, and we need to be honored by God. 
We need to be honored by God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, we truly do. We truly need to be honored by God, my brothers and sisters. He says that he will honor us. So follow in love with Christ. Don't wait. Don't wait. Verse 16 of Psalm 91. I will give him a long and full life, and I will save him. Boy, God is very serious about saving because he keeps on saying it. I will save him. You can be sure I will save him. Boy, do we have a promise in God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And guess what? Man can promise a lot of things. And he may accomplish one or two, hallelujah, or none, but God can accomplish them all because God is faithful. And he said, I will give him a long, full life. Boy, how many people are in so much pain and trouble right now, and they are not enjoying their life? You need to love Jesus. You need to be in a loving relationship with your Savior, your rabbi, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that cannot wait. The longer you put it off, the longer you are missing on something great and the greater things you and I can have in our life. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We need Christ. We need him in our life more than ever. Hallelujah. Don't miss going in this relationship with the Lord. Just don't miss it. Hallelujah. Go in it. Enjoy it. Learn from him. Listen to him. He's a rabbi. He can teach you a lot. You can learn a lot from him. And there's so much to learn from God. Hallelujah. So much, so much. Hallelujah. Proverbs 1.8. My son, listen to your father's advice, says God. Don't turn away from your mother's teaching. When they teach you, will be like a beautiful crown on your head. It will be like a chain and decorated on your neck. My son, if sinners tend to you, don't give in to them. You know, when these people come in the Lord's hour in the chat room, tenting us, calling us liar, calling us this, we have to uh, um, not really listen to them. We cannot listen to them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because we know the devil is sending them to try to disturb the service. Try to stir the message. Praise God. But our eyes has to be on Jesus Christ. We have to stay focused on him. This race, my brothers and sisters, is almost over. I mean, I wish the Lord would have let me last night finish and that's it. Let me enter heaven. But that's not the way. We have to go into this trumpet sound altogether. This is the way it has to be. God has his timing. Hallelujah. And we have to thank you. Uh, hallelujah. Thank you, Amy. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Shalom. Thank you, Wolinski. Hallelujah. I thank you, my, my, my sister. Hallelujah. My brother for, for Hallelujah. Being so caring. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we are in this race together. And so we have to encourage one another. We have to be there for one another. Praise God. I know we are divided by distance, but Hallelujah. Prayer, Hallelujah, has no distance. You can pray for someone, don't matter what, from one corner of the earth to another. God hears, God answers, and God helps that person. And so we always have to remember that prayer has no distance because God, there's no distance for God. God can do anything. Everything is possible with Jesus Christ. So we have to remain in that faith. 
Praise Jesus. We have to remain in unity. And so the, Lord, the devil wants to divide us. So what do we do? We seek unity more and more. We remain in it. We don't let anything move us from, from our belief, from how, like, like Paul says to the churches. Long, don't let any other teaching move you, hallelujah, from the teaching you have learned. And so we stay focused on Jesus. See, the good thing here is no one here is serving me. Everyone is serving Christ. We are all serving Christ. We are all seeking Christ. So this makes it very easy. We all have one common faith, one common focus. We all have one common Savior, one common Christ, one common God, the Lord Jesus Christ. So it makes it easier for us because we know whom we believe, we know whom we are focused on, and we know whom we are following, Jesus. Praise God, hallelujah. No one here is being brainwashed. Hallelujah. No one here is believing a different religion, but we are believing the Bible. We all have a Bible on our hand. And this is why I tell people, when you, when you speak to someone, tell them, like I said to the Arab friend, I said, I'm going to share this with you, this word. And when I, say that, when, I, when I said to him, hallelujah, Jesus said that no one comes to the Father except by him in John 14, 6. He looked at me, and, and he thought about saying to me, I know what he was thinking. Oh, that's your Christian belief. And, and when I said to him, Jesus said this, well, hallelujah, amazing thing. Because here, I'm here from South America. I'm not a Jewish in the flesh, let's say. And so um, for me to say that Jesus is my, is, my, is my rabbi, hallelujah, it has to be a thing of relationship and faith because I'm not born in Jerusalem. I'm born here in South America. And so I'm very fearful. He's, he's born in the Middle East. So he, if, if I was Jewish, he could say, of course you have to say that because you're from Jerusalem. To me, he cannot say that. He cannot say that to me because I'm born in South America. I have even Indian blood on me. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So I'm very fearful from the Jewish people in a way very close, but in a way very far. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. But for him to say to me, Hallelujah. That's, that's your God because of your own parents. It's very difficult for him to say that, hallelujah, because Indians have their own gods. Hallelujah. The Indians that I come from, from South America, have their own gods. And so how was I led to believing in, in the true God, in the real God? Hallelujah. If it wasn't by his own calling into my life. Hallelujah. And he called me right from South America, right from there, and brought me here. He said he would brought me here. He would bring me, bring me here, and he did. He made a promise to me. He called me when I didn't even know him. Hallelujah. I was just a child, 11 years old when he called me. What, what did I know about God? But he knew me before I knew him. And so it was his calling in my life. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And everyone here had a calling from God. That's why you're serving the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why you have a relationship with him. Because you were called by God when you didn't know him. But God revealed himself to your life in the way he chose to. However he chose to reveal himself to you, he did. Because before you knew Christ, you and I were in sin. We thought we were enjoying our life. Our lives, <coughs> excuse me, but now nah, we were slaves of sin. 
We were enslaved by sin. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. But God had a purpose in our life. God had a calling. God has chosen us before this world was. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So it's very different from someone saying, well, because your parents believe in God and this, 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 and that. And I do come from a generation of Christian through my father's side, but not through my mother's side. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. So it tells you very clear that God had a calling on my life, but it was God doing. It was not my doing. I just simply obey him. I just simply listen to what I have to say. Hallelujah. No one told me, hallelujah, no one told me about God, but God revealed himself to my life. And because he came, he showed me that himself that he was true, then he that he's the real God. He, when God came to me, he says, I am the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of, and, 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 and God of uh, Isaac, and Jacob. And, you know, he identified himself to me like he identified himself to Moses. And at that time, I did not know about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I did not know. I did not know the word. I was 11 years old. My thought was going to school and playing. I was playing. I was in school. I was playing baseball. I was playing with my friend. I would go fishing. I would go there. I had no time to, to, to read the Bible. I was so busy in my life. I said, yeah. Hallelujah. And most of my family were very Catholic. That's it. But God revealed himself to me by his mercy and love. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. In this, he started a fire in me, like he started in Jeremiah. But when he re revealed himself to me, he said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, 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 and when he was speaking to me, when I heard his voice, I knew that everything he was saying was true. Because in my spirit, I can feel me becoming alive as he, as he was speaking. Before him, I had no life. When he came to me, I had life. Life came into me. I felt great. I felt free. I felt released. Hallelujah. Now I had a new son in my heart, in my spirit. I had hope. You know what it is not to go 11 years of your life without any hope? A child, 11 years, where already were all wounded, wounded and all, all kinds of things in his heart. Because my father died when I was six to seven years old. Hallelujah. I had no father. My mother was too busy working. She had no time for me. So I was growing up by myself. I was wounded. I was hurt. N never a gift on my birthday, nothing like that. Praise Jesus. And God comes to me, tells me he loves me. He cares for me. I, I melted. Tell you the truth, I melted. I wanted that. Where do I find more of that? I wanted more. I wanted more of that. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And I'm, to, the, to this hour, to this minute, I want more. I want more. I cry like a baby inside me. I want more of him. Hallelujah. I cannot have enough. I cannot have enough of God. I want more of God. Hallelujah. I feel I'm not satisfied yet. When I get to eternity, when I'm near my Father, and I'm spending eternity there with Him, maybe I can say, now I have enough. Now I am where I belong. Now I am where I want to be. But to this moment, I still want more. I still desire more. Hallelujah. I feel so joyful when I'm in the presence of God, but I feel so sad when I'm out of there. 
when I'm not in debt, when I seen heaven last night this morning, when my eyes were opened by the Lord and I saw heaven, I was like a little child jumping up and down. I want to get out of that race and I want to run to heaven. Hallelujah. And enter that city, enter that glorious city. I can see the, the, the presence of God there, the love of God there. I can see the peace of God there. Everything I need is in that city. I want it. I want it. I want it. <coughs> Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. That's what I want. I want it. Praise the Lord. You think I want to be in this world being insulted by people? I want to be in that city. Hallelujah. Praise God to all the things we go through. Hallelujah. You think I want to be down here? No, I want to be with my father up in heaven. I want to be near his throne. I want to be standing there listening to my father's teaching. I want to learn from him. I want to be full of his glory. I want to be full of his presence. I want to be full of his water when I, where I never thirst anymore. Hallelujah. I want his fire, his light, his power to go through me every day, every morning. I want to be there, just there, when there's no night, where there's only day and day and day for all eternity. Hallelujah. You see, our relationship with God don't stop when we die. It continues. <clears throat> and it gets even better. Because your flesh right here, down here is always tempting you. To do to sin. But when you're out of this body and you're up in your father's throne and your father's heaven, there is no more thought of sinning up there. There's only holy. You cannot sin up there. That's one of the parts that I love being close to my father. You cannot sin up there. And you don't want to sin. You don't even you don't even want to try that anymore. You, you will know how much I will hurt the Father. So you don't want to do that anymore. You just want to be holy for him. You just want to love him. Because you know he has always loved you. How do we repay back to God the love he's been given us? By loving him back the only way... You and I can get back to God something, something. <coughs> because everything belongs to him anyway. The only way, my sister, my brother that are listening to me, you can give God, the Lord, Jesus Christ, something back to him is by loving him back. It's the only thing you can give to him. It's your heart. It's your life. It's your love. Tell him how much you love him. Because you can never love him more than what he loves you. Never. You can spend eternity loving God, and you will never get near how much he loves you. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Never. He loves you beyond, beyond our understanding. Beyond. And, he, and by, by giving his son to die for you on the cross, he showed you and I that his love has no limit. No limit if you repent. No limit if you run to him. <coughs> Hallelujah. None. See, nothing. 
Hallelujah. Let me go into the word. Hallelujah. The word says that I live in a lot better than I can. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. He is so good. We serve such a wonderful God. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What can separate us from his love? Paul says in, in, in Roman 8, we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. He appointed them to be saved in keeping with his purpose. God planned that those who have chosen, that he has chosen, will come like his son. In that way, Christ will be like the first and most honor among the brethren. Hallelujah. Verse 35, who can separate us from Christ's love? Who or what? Hallelujah. Can trouble or hard time or harm or hunger, can, or, can nakedness or dangerous or word or, that is, it is written, because of you we face that all day long. We are considered as sheep to be killed. Paul says in verse 35, I mean, absolutely sure not, that not even that, no life can se- separate us from God's loves. Not even angel or demon. <coughs> Excuse me. The presence of the future. Boy, and people are very worried about the future. They're very concerned about the future. They cannot sleep just thinking about the future. My goodness. What's going to happen to me and my children? Let me tell you, if you love God, if you are serving God, the future cannot separate you from his love. It cannot. Hallelujah. The presence of the future or any power can do that. Cannot, cannot, cannot. Hallelujah. Not even the highest places or the lowest, anything else in all creation can do that. Nothing Hallelujah, our all can ever separate us from God's love because of what Christ our Lord has done. Jesus said it is done. He did it, my brothers and sisters. That's it. That's it. Nothing needs to be done. All we need to do is repent and excuse me, seek him in obedience. Just seek him in obedience. Because God, hallelujah, will make sure. You are kept and safe, like he says in Psalm 91. He will make sure, hallelujah, he will keep you protected. He will keep you safe. You are in a safe place in God if you trust him, if you love him, if you seek him. But follow in love with him. Love him back. Love him back. Hallelujah. And let him too love you. Don't question his love. Do not question it. But ask God to reveal his love to your life. Ask the Lord to bring you the reality of God lost into your life. If you don't understand it. Let me tell you, if you pray this prayer to the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit in your life will bring the reality of God's love into you. Oh, let me tell you, it will be a pleasure. It's a pleasure of God to reveal his love to you if you ask him to. If you ask him to reveal his love to your life. If you feel like you need more of his love, ask him for more. Don't just long for it, but ask him for more. Ask him to fill your heart with his love. 
Let me tell you one nine last year. I remember I was driving back from work. It was like around eleven thirty at night PM. Driving in my band back to home, hallelujah. I remember talking to the Holy Spirit, and I said, Holy Spirit, will you bring the, rea- the reality of God's love into my heart? Will you show me the love of God, Holy Spirit? Oh, my goodness, it was like a Niagara Fall coming down to my life. It was like water pouring down with a strong current of water just coming into my life, the love of God. I could not contain such a love. It was so big. It was so huge. It was so strong. It was so big. I felt, hallelujah, shocked into the love. I felt like I was melting into the love. Hallelujah. All kinds of things were happening to me. Hallelujah. What a great love God for us. We can never understand his love. His love is so supreme. Hallelujah. It is just so supreme. All that love was being poured out into my life, into my heart. Hallelujah. I had no word. I was worshiping God in the spirit. My spirit, hallelujah, he went all out worshiping God. Hallelujah. He was thanking God. He was adoring God. He was doing, he was just praising God in a high, high dimension. Hallelujah. I never had such an experience like that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. There's so much more, God, that we don't understand, that we don't know. We just don't know. That's why the Bible refers to our little children. We are little children. We know so little. We know so little. Hallelujah. Praise God. But God wants us to learn more. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. To learn more. Hallelujah. I got someone on the line. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister, you there? Hello? A brother. Who am I speaking with? This is uh, Ronaldo. Um, are you talking to me? Yes. How you doing, Ronaldo? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, um, you know. Thank God for. I always say this. Thank God for for this, for what He did to all of us. You know, the vision that He gave you that He built this church, that we're we're sustained by His hand, and um, the reason why I said. Uh, uh, I don't want people to misinterpret me when I when I said about the Pharisee and the scribe. You know, I just want to reassure that uh, I just want to make sure that people do not. Sometimes the devil does things to us that he makes us get disgusted at people, you know, or not like people. Mm. And as a, a, a brother, I, I just want to make sure that you know that's not the the, the attack that the devil is giving some people. And uh, mm. I thank God for this church, you know. I've been seeking God for a long time, since the age of um, 21, and I've been lukewarm. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know how to, uh, uh, I didn't know how to, I didn't know how Jesus could redeem me, and um, through the Lord's hour, He did. You know, it's just like a lot of people, He came to my room, He started praying for me, I started crying very hard, and the things that was hard for me to leave, the sins that I was comfortable with. You took him away, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. yesterday. You still, re- you still repent and Renata to the Lord? Yes, um, I'm still repenting and thank God for that prayer too, the repentance prayer. I say it all the time. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm, even when I'm awake walking, I say the, the repentance prayer and uh, and the pride prayer. Oh, that that one is is so glorious, you know. 
And those one time I saw the, the back of God one time, I, I saw the back of God back in, like, 19 years ago, like, the same thing he did to Moses. He, he put me on the mountain. He said he was going to show me his back because mm. I couldn't see his face because I would surely die. And I thought mm. that I was so special because the, the devil lied to me. I thought that I was so special because he, mm. he I got the privilege to see the back of God. And then when I hear people like you, Mary Kay Baxter, Shoot Thomas, and so many other people that see God face to face and you talk to him, I mean, that is, that's where I want to be. That's what I want to do, you know. And I know that God is making, um, just like just like you said in Deuteronomy, when you obey my teachings, I make you the head, not the tail, you know. So it's not about, mm-hmm. I'm not lusting after power because this world is, this world is corrupted mm-hmm. already by power, the lust of power. But I, God woke me up, just like a lot of people in this church. He woke me up, and he helped me realize, Ray, you was blind, you was wretched, and you was lost, and you thought you was close to me, because I was always talking to people about him, but in my actions, I may do some things or think some things that were not, you know, that were that were sinful, so I am so, so happy about this, and I, I really am going to unite by faith with the other people that want to hear and see God, because I'll be... You know this, you know. You know that there is such a difference when you see God face to face than when you hear Amen. about Him. Jesus told the the, the Samaritan lady, or uh, that was um, one to drink water. She said, mm-hmm. "You people worship the God that you don't know. I worship the God that I know and see." You know, Amen. like He Amen. He let her know the big difference. And notice mm-hmm. the people that have an encounter with God, their anointing gets much stronger, and He's with you much more, much more because of the blessed visitation. You know. Mm-hmm. Amen. That, that's that's what Amen. I mean. And Renardo, let me so tell you something. The Lord wants wants to reveal Himself to all His children. Amen. Amen. Of course. Uh, I don't want to make it personal. That's what I said. Everybody else who believes and who has this hunger, let's believe and let the glory of God come to us. And it's just like this man prophesied. Um, I'll send you a lot of information. I'll send you the information about Dr. Dwar, the reptiles, a long time ago. I'll send you a whole list of information. And I did it because I know you speak to God and God will confirm to you whether it's true or false. And Mm. I'm glad I did that because a lot of things Mm. that God spoke to me, letting me know that it's happening in this world, he confirmed mm-hmm. by you that it's true. And the reason why I believe it's true is because God changed my life through mm-hmm. using you. You know? So uh glory to God. Well, glory to God. Amen. Praise God. He he is he is um Renato uh, revealing himself to a lot of people. And one thing a sister was saying to me, Brother Elvie, when we when we started the Lord Tower and she never heard nothing like this about the Lord and immediately the Lord went and revealed her, himself to her, and she was blown away that she was looking at the Lord, like, wow. And she just heard my brother Larry and I and believed, and immediately she had that, that revelation from the Lord. She just went seeking him. And so <clears throat> this is why we tell everyone here, and we have a lot of people who are having this experience with God, and so we want to continue to encourage the people of God to seek the Lord in a personal way, and believe that he is real, believe that God is real, that He God is actually more real than we are. How oh. do I know that? Because oh, God yeah. created oh, us. Creator. 
Amen. He created. He's the creator. So, you know, the only thing is that God is a spirit, but God can right. take any form. See, when I was invited in a show there, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a very famous show. One of the things they asked me, have you seen the Father? I say, yes, and the Lord, and I say, yes, and all that. And so people usually want you to describe him to, to them and all that. Hallelujah. But what, when, right. when I say that, I also say, God can, re- as he has revealed himself to me, he can do it to you. He wants exactly. to do it to you. He wants and to. And you know, what I remember, because I have awful memory, but the Holy Spirit helps me remember the things that I should remember. And I remember that Jesus tells you to pray more than four or five or six hours to him. And uh, that's mm-hmm. that. That's where, when his glory comes, I want to get to that level and God give him the power to pray that much until he comes. You know, that I know there's times that you pray and then he appears, you know? Amen. I'm pretty sure. So uh, I'm, I'm just excited, and thank you. Amen. And I also did have a, I did have a bad experience about uh, uh, somebody that I trusted in, the baptized by, by Blazing Fire Church, um, Kim. I went to that church. He He's he's from Korea, and I get... Mm-hmm. Amen. I lost you there, brother. Hello, Renal, are you there? Praise God, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I guess he lost the call. Praise Jesus. Yes, God can reveal himself to anyone. And so if we believe, hallelujah, in our relationship with him, he can come and reveal himself to us. All God wants us is to believe him, to trust him, to understand that God, hallelujah, he's not going to judge anyone just because they are approaching him, but he loves everyone, and he wants to reveal himself to everyone. He says this to the disciple, hallelujah, praise God. And I believe it's in, praise Jesus, hallelujah. I'm looking it up right now, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Look, Matthew eleven twenty seven. All things are delivered unto me by my Father, Jesus said. And no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father uh, save the Son, and he unto whoever he will reveal him. Hallelujah. Whosoever he revealed the, the Son, he will reveal it. So Jesus is saying here, hallelujah. Let me look it up in the International Bible, hallelujah. The, the King James again, a lot of people like the King James, but it's just the, the wording Hallelujah. Praise God. It's hard to explain it as you explain it. Hallelujah. Now, the Father has given all things to me, Jesus said. The Father is the only one who knows the Son. And the only one who knows who knows the Father are the Son and those whom the Son chooses to uh, make him know. In other words, Jesus can reveal the Father to you. This is what I got from this. And so I believe that. And it's also if you believe it, he will, Jesus can reveal God to you. He can reveal Yahweh to you if you ask him in prayer. Hallelujah. Remember that everything is possible with God. You, you can believe God and don't limit God in your life. Don't just limit him. God is unlimited. And so if you believe him, hallelujah, he will show you more, hallelujah, than what you're, what you're confessing, what you're believing. Always, because God is so true. Hallelujah. And he will always, hallelujah, give us more, more than what we, can, what, what we think we were going to receive. 
because he wants to, he loves us. He don't want us to walk in doubt, but he does want us to walk in faith. Hallelujah. Because faith is what pleases God. I will be God back.
thank you, Jesus, for your love. Hallelujah. Your love is, is so great. It endures forever. <clears throat> now, Hebrews 11, 12, 1, hallelujah, says, A huge cloud of witnesses around us, so let us throw off everything that stands in our way. Let us throw off any sin that I hold unto us so tightly. Let us keep on running the race make out for us. Listen, my brothers and sisters, we need to repent our sin because sin is a hindering in this race. We need to be very careful with sin in this race. Hallelujah. And this is why many people find it so hard in this race. And many are falling away. Sin. Sin needs to be under the blood of Jesus Christ. Sin needs to be repented. And so please don't forget to repent your sin before the Lord, before God. It's very, very important. Hallelujah. It's in this race because in you, we sin all the time. We repent as much as you need to repent. Now, I, I thank uh, my brother Ronaldo for, for coming on the show for a few minutes. I guess he has problem with his phone or something. Could not, we cannot hear him anymore. But we thank him very much. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise Jesus. God is so good and he is so wonderful. God wants us to, to seek him, hallelujah, more than anything. Because his coming is so close. He is coming back for us. Like he said, hallelujah, in the midnight hour, there was a call. There was a, a call was heard. He has come, the bridegroom. Come out to receive him. Hallelujah. Any day, any moment, the trumpet will sound, like Paul says in the Thessalonian. Hallelujah. And we, the bride, we that are alive, that are left alive, hallelujah, will, will disappear, will be taken up in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. It's going to happen any day, any minute. Praise Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. He's going to come down any day. It's all going to happen in a second. In a second, people are going to realize, many people, what a big mistake they have made in their life. They have focused their, their eyes on other things than Jesus, and they are going to be, hallelujah, very hurt. There will be a lot of hurting people when the, when the rapture happens. Because they're not understanding now, hallelujah, how close we are to be going home. That it can happen any moment, hallelujah. And if we're, if we're not, if our eyes is not on him, if we're not seeking him, if we're not repenting our, our sin, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. You cannot hear me, hallelujah, praise God. Can I get a one and some people hear me? Some, pe I, some people can hear me, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Yeah, some people can still hear me fine. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can people hear me on the chat room? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He is so good. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Okay. I will play more music then. Praise Jesus. Well, God knows. Hallelujah. God knows. Whatever God wants. Hallelujah.
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. The great thing of being uh, rebuked by the Lord is that he'll get you straight. He'll get you back straight. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Well, shalom, shalom, everyone from the Lord Tower. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be in your life. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is such a blessing to be rebuked by the Lord. We don't like it. Uh, sometimes people feel ashamed when they're rebuked by the Lord, but everything that comes from God is a blessing. See, we will receive from God always. Amen. Thank you. Hallelujah. We will always receive from God the good things. Hallelujah. And if if God, hallelujah, praise God, uh, brings something that we think is bad, we think it's bad, and I will explain that later. Hallelujah. It's actually good. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so, Tonight, my brothers and sisters, hallelujah, we are going to talk about, about a great blessing from God, which is suffering. Suffering is such a great blessing from God, hallelujah, and, and it brings, hallelujah, so much blessing into our life, hallelujah, when we suffer, praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, a few months ago, I was, I was looking for information to bring to my brothers and sisters about the tribulation. And so I won't be talking about the tribulation tonight, hallelujah, but because suffering has to do also with the tribulation, praise Jesus. Uh, anyway, to remind everyone, we're focused on Jesus for 30 days, hallelujah, until the 5th of December, we are focusing on Jesus. It's all about Jesus and nothing else. And so we're not focusing on nothing negative, but the Lord Jesus Christ, Hallelujah. All glory to him. Praise God. And I don't know how many of you have this been a blessing to just keeping your eyes on Jesus, just being focused on him, not on the enemy, not nothing that is going on up there negative, but um, just on the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know how many of you this been a blessing and a cleansing and a mind changing or a life changing. Hallelujah. Because everything that comes from God, it is such a blessing. Praise God, hallelujah, because God has, hallelujah, um, amen, a 30-day life a challenge, hallelujah. Everything that comes from God is good, it's real, real good, hallelujah. And so I was looking for, for information, praise God, to share with my brothers and sisters. And so when I got to the book of Job, the Lord started ministering to me about the book of Job. And then I asked the Lord, and the Lord says that that book, the life of Job, what Job went through, is exactly what the people who are going in the tribulation are going through. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so I, I heard a lot of negative things from the book of Job, and I also heard positive things about it. And so the positive things that I heard about the the book of Job, how God, hallelujah, put them in this testing and this suffering, but God had a, a greater plan for the life of Job. He has such a greater, greater plan for the life of this man. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise God. And, and when you start reading Job, and if you, hallelujah, praise God, are not walking in relationship with the Lord, it can be confusing. It can be really confusing. And you can start talking about all this about God, all bad things about God. Hallelujah. For lack of understanding. But as you walk in your relationship with God, you will discover that, hallelujah, walking with God is such a blessing, and everything that comes from Him, it will be a blessing to your life. You will not be the same in Jesus' name. 
as you walk with God, as you walk with the Lord, as you walk with the Holy Spirit, you will not be the, the same. You will be changed. And so as we walk with the Lord, our life is being transformed, is being changed into the glory of His Son, Jesus. Amen. And so the perfect role model is Jesus. So God is taking you and I down here, hallelujah, and is working in our life with a role model, which is his son, to make us just like him. Just like him, hallelujah. And so, praise God. God is working in, 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 every, in all my sisters and all my brother in my life to make us like his son, him, him being the role model. Praise God. And so there is so much things God is moving from our life that we are kind of used to them, but they are not pleasing to God. And so God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus are working so hard with the, with the bride of Christ who is going to heaven now soon, hallelujah, to be presented as a glorious bride. Imagine that. The Bible says that we're going to be presented as a glorious bride. Of Christ, Hallelujah! And so uh, we're going to we're going to shine like the stars in heaven, the bride of Christ. And so for us, for the Lord to work the will of the Father into our life, He has been doing so many things in our life, which are all decided by the Father. The, all the testing, all the trial, all the tribulation, the Father makes the decision, and Jesus go ahead and apply them into our life. Hallelujah. And so God is, hallelujah, is transforming the bride, but the bride is complaining. The bride don't like how God is is doing his business. But, you know, in, in all wisdom, in all wisdom, God being wisdom, God being pure wisdom, however, he is working his will into our life and for our own best. And we may not understand it now, but when we get to heaven, we will have a, a full uh, revelation of the plan of God in our life and how wonderful our God is. Hallelujah. And so we are going to give him glory. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so I want to go into the book of Job. Hallelujah. And I want to share. Um, let me tell you something. I was talking to the Lord earlier about this, about this, this study tonight. And the Lord is so excited and the Father is so joyful. Okay, the Lord has a smile on his face. He is so happy. He is so joyful. The Father is so happy, and he is so joyful. Hallelujah. And I know as we go on with this study, you are going to get a touch from God. You are going to be touched by him, and he is going to open your spiritual eyes, your eyes, your eyes for you to see him, your eyes for you to understand your relationship with him. Hallelujah. Praise God, and he is going to work as well into your life tonight in a mighty, mighty special way. I thank you, Jesus. I already feel the Holy Spirit and the Lord. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. The Father is so joyful. I'm telling you, the Lord is so joyful because when you talk about, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, testing, trial, suffering, especially suffering, hallelujah, because the Father decides your suffering. He decides for you and I, for everyone, what we need to suffer, how much we need to suffer. Hallelujah. And so, praise Jesus, hallelujah. 
um, it's a blessing. It is such a blessing for us. And I, I want to go into the Word. I want to go into the Word. First of all, I want to start reading the Joel uh, uh, chapter 1, verse 1. And so this Bible says, hallelujah, that there was a man who lived in, in the land of Uz. And let me read the King James. Then. There was a man who lived in the land of Uz, whose name was Joel, okay? And that man was perfect and upright, hallelujah, the one that feared God and, and shew evil, hallelujah, or avoided evil, says the other Bible translation. And so what I want to say here is, you hear, you hear the people, oh, no one can be perfect. That is impossible. Only Jesus can be perfect and all that. And so the Lord, I, I've been going to the Lord about this. I've been just, I wanted to know. I wanted to know about this. Because you hear so much, no one can be perfect. Amen. And so the Lord revealed to me today that if we are with him in spirit and, in, and our soul is with him, we are perfect because we become one with him and he is perfect. And so we become perfect. Praise God. And so for us to say we're not perfect, hallelujah, we're, we're looking at the outside body, but we're not looking at the inside man that is being renewed every day by the Holy Spirit, by God. And so if we're speaking by faith, once we're one with the Lord, once we're one with God, we are perfect. We are perfect in spirit. And so the Lord revealed to me today that if we are one with him in spirit, we are perfect. Hallelujah. What we've been focusing on is this body, which is not going to heaven in the rapture. Amen. Flesh and bone, and bone will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. It's in your Bible. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so what we've been saying and focusing is on the body, which is not going to heaven. And the moment Adam and Eve sin, hallelujah, praise God. And the moment Adam and Eve sin, they, hallelujah, their body, that's it. It was not going to heaven. They needed to repent and come back into the spiritual life. But this body falling, sin is on this body, and this body must die. It must go back to the dust. From the dust you were made to the dust you will return. And so when you talk about being perfect, don't talk about, about this body. Talk about the spirit. And if your soul and your spirit is not with the Lord, you are not perfect. But if your soul and your spirit is with Christ, you are perfect. Praise Jesus. That's why the spiritual man cannot be judged. Hallelujah, says in the Bible. He cannot be judged. Because if he is with Christ, he is perfect. Hallelujah. And Christ is perfect. The Holy Spirit is perfect. And God Almighty is perfect. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. I was so happy when the Lord revealed this to me today. Praise God. And I, I wanted to just come on the Lord's tower and, and, and say this, hallelujah. We are perfect in Him. Amen. We are perfect in Christ. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So when you're saying no one is perfect, you're talking about this body, this fallen body. But when you talk about someone who is walking with God, who is one with the Lord, is perfect. He is perfect or she is perfect. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. He is so good. And so, Job, in his relationship with God, Job was perfect. He was perfect. Hallelujah. He he probably did get sick. We saw him gotten sick and all that. His body was not perfect, but his relationship with God, he was perfect in the Lord. Hallelujah. And so, you and I, if we are walking with the Lord, hallelujah. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, verse um, 2 now says, Job has seven sons, three daughters, he owns 70,000 sheep. And so let me move on from here. Praise God. Hallelujah. 
And so it's, right here, it just tells you the dedication of Job to his family, what he had, how God has blessed this man. So if God has blessed his life, that means Job, hallelujah, did everything God told him to do. He listened to his voice. Deuteronomy 28.1, if, if you listen to the voice of the Lord and you hearken to it, you will be blessed. That is one of the keys the Lord gave me to the blessing, hearkening to his voice. And let me explain hearkening to his voice. Now, you got soft, you got soft, and you got hard. You got soft, and you got hard. When you are soft, you don't care. As you hearken into the Lord and his word, you start to care. How it matters to you. You grow in God. You grow in your relationship with God. And as you, are, as you continue seeking the Lord and your relationship to God, and you listen to his voice, you are hearkening to his voice. You are becoming strong in the Lord. The problem with many people, they are not hearkening into, into the voice with the Lord. There is, this is why the Bible says, hallelujah, let him who has ears, let him hear what the Spirit says. Let him who have ears, let, let him hear what the Spirit says. In another word, God will speak to those, hallelujah, who are already listening to him, who are already hearkening into him. Because he knows that the ones that are now hearkening into his voice are weak. Every kind of wind, any kind of word, any kind of prophecy will mislead them. They will follow anyone. It set the pastor. My sheep hear my voice and follow me, Jesus said. It said to Jesus, it said to God, it said to the Lord. They will not listen to him because they are they're not they're weak. Hallelujah. Listening to the Lord. They're not hearkening to his voice. And so that's what God was saying to Moses. Hallelujah. That we need to hearken to his voice. We need to listen to him. Hallelujah. And all that comes, let me tell you how all that comes, through your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Your relationship with God, will, will, God will work on, you, on your life for you to hearken to his voice. So every time he talks to you, you know him talking to you. You have no doubt. You have already overcome doubt and unbelief. You're on your way. Hallelujah. You're walking by faith. And the just shall work by faith, the Bible says. Hallelujah. And so this is so important, my brothers and sisters. Praise God. That we, are, that we hearken to the voice of the Lord our God. And that we listen to what he has to say. If we are not hearkening to his voice, we are not going to listen. And now we're not going to put his word in action. We're not going to apply the word to us. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We are in him, in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, verse says that one day the angel of God came to the Lord. Satan also came with him. The Lord says to Satan, where have you come from? And so, in another word, Satan came with the angel. The angel may not notice that Satan was coming with them, but God sees everything, knows everything, and knew that Satan was coming with, with them. Satan answered, from traveling around the earth, I've been going from an end, hallelujah, to the other, hallelujah. Then the Lord says to Satan, have you thought about my servant Job? Now, who initiated this testing? 
this trial, this suffering. Who initiated the suffering? Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord, the Lord God, God Almighty initiated this, this, this suffering in the life of Job. Because he is the one telling Satan, okay, if he had considered his son Job. And so we know Job was perfect in his relationship with God. He was walking with the Lord. He was one with Jesus. Amen. And so God wanted to pull, uh, wanted to bring Job into suffering. Now, let me explain this. In the tribulation, God's people, people that were not rapture ready, they were not ready to go home in the rapture, are going to be put in suffering. What is the tribulation? A blessing from God to the world. I'm going to explain it again. What is the tribulation, Brother Elvi? The tribulation is a blessing from God to the world, to man, to humanity. That's what the tribulation is. It's a blessing. If, I don't know if you heard this before, hallelujah. The, the, hallelujah. So all this suffering that is coming to the world soon is a blessing from Abba Father. Okay? That's, that, that is what that is. A blessing from our Father. In another word, oh, I thank you, Father. Oh, the Father is so joyful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God Almighty. Thank you, Jesus. And so, praise God. Hallelujah. The Father, in his mercy, which the Bible said, and do it forever. Hallelujah. The Father decided, before he created the world, how can I say, hallelujah, my people? They will not listen to my son, they will not listen to my servant, the prophet. They will not listen to my, to, my, to my disciple. They will not listen to the message I'm sending to them. How do I get Israel back? How do I save those who knows my word, who knows my way, but don't want to obey them? So the Father, hallelujah, prepare seven years of tribulation. What is the number seven in the Bible? The will of God, the plans of God, what God has decided. Number seven is the perfect number in the Bible. Isn't that right, my brothers and sisters? Every time there's a seven in the Bible, there is God in his plan. Remember that in the, in the Hebrew Bible, there's no coincidence but plan of God. What is the tribulation? Hallelujah. Yes, my sister Amy. Suffering helps to purify you. It purifies your soul. It just cleanses you so much. So in these seven years, tribulation, God is having mercy on the world. Because the world, Jesus came and they knew him now, says Paul. He came to them. He had come to them through us, through this glorious gospel. But they had not known him. They have rejected him. So God says, I know they're going to reject my son before he created the world. I know they're going to reject my son. So I'm going to plan a seven-year tribulation. Hallelujah. Where a lot of people are saying Satan is going to run down here loose. Now, I'm talking about the better part of tribulation, the blessing of the tribulation, the blessing of the suffering and the tribulation. It will be such a blessing to humanity because once, hallelujah, <laughs> no pain, no gain, hallelujah, once they go to this tribulation, they are going to have a great chance to repent. 
Hallelujah. No matter what they are going to go through, but God has given them the opportunity to repent, to walk away from sin, to stop sinning. You see, right now, people don't want to stop going to the club. They don't want to stop fornicating. They don't want to stop stealing. They don't want to stop abortion. They don't want to stop homosexual sins. All these great sins before the presence of God, humanity don't want to stop them now. Hallelujah. So God, in his mercy, that David said, and do it forever in the book of Psalm, God said, I'm going to have mercy on the world, and the only way I'm going to save them is by giving them seven years of suffering. I thank you, Jesus. Seven years of suffering will give them the opportunity to repent. By me releasing my judgment from heaven, by me, by me uh, hallelujah, showing them through my servant John, by me revealing this to them through my servant John, they will know what's coming. And once they're going through the suffering, they are going to heed to my message. Hallelujah. Because God is putting an end to the world in this seven-year tribulation. Every single life will be put to end in this seven-year tribulation. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Mighty God. And so, uh, the great plan of God Almighty, Yahweh Elohim, is, hallelujah, to pull them through suffering, through so much suffering, cleanse them at the same time, and help them open their mouth finally and say, Jesus, I know I have denied you all this year. You have been speaking to me through your servants, but I know you. I refuse you. I even talk bad about you, Lord. I curse your name, Jesus. They're going to say, I curse God. And look at the mercy of a Yahweh Elohim, our father, of a father that put together seven years, have prepared seven years to give them an opportunity to repent. What a blessing the tribulation is going to be for the world. You see, my brothers and sisters, that nothing bad, nothing evil comes from Yahweh, comes from God. It's only good things. And so people are looking at the tribulation like the worst thing. Yes, the suffering will be great. Jesus said, like it never been before. But it will be for the soul to be cleansed. For the people to repent. For the people to have an opportunity to be saved. Hallelujah. Because to God, salvation through Christ is the only thing that matter. See, God loves you so much that gave His Son. And He loves you so much that it's given you seven years tribulation to save you. Because God don't want to lose one of His. Hallelujah. Jesus says, Father, I have not lost one but the, but the son of perdition. Only one. I have not lost but just one, the son of perdition. He, the one, the one to lose his people. So this tribulation, hallelujah, it's a great blessing. This suffering that is soon approaching the earth, that I believe may start in 2013, but... No man knows the day or the hour. Remember that. Amen. And so it's my own opinion. I believe the tribulation will start in 2013, but I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Praise God. 
Amen. It is such a blessing. It is such a blessing from our Father that He wants to give to His children because He knows they are not listening. They are not rapture ready. He cannot take them home now in the rapture. See, the rapture has been so such a blessing from for us, such a blessing to take us out of here. But for you to go home in the rapture, it requires obedience. It requires sacrifice. It requires suffering. To go home in the rapture, it requires suffering. You must deny yourself. You must deny the things of this world. Hallelujah. It requires so much for you to go home in the rapture. But many said, I want to go home in the rapture, and I also want to enjoy the world. But the Father says, no, this is the rule. You want to go home in the rapture, you must deny yourself. That's why he says you must be holy. What is holy? Holy is being separated from the world, being separated from sin. That is holy. Hallelujah. A separation. That is the requirement for the rapture. But many have said, no, I like the word too much. I want to go to the club. I want to drink. I want to smoke cigarette. I want to smoke marijuana. I want to smoke rock. I want to do this. I want to do that. Many Christians said they love to be in fornication. I was listening to a preacher who said one day he turned on the radio, and the preacher was a woman, and she said that she was not married because she liked to uh, take adventures. Fornication. Fornication is a game and a play in church today. Homosexual sin is a game and a play in church today. You got pastors that are gay in America, in, in Europe. Gay pastors. Hallelujah. This is so sad. It is a game. It is a game. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. And so God has said, well, they don't want to take heed to my message, to my word, to be ready. As, as a, the, 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 the five wise virgin. There's the example Jesus gave. Hallelujah. There were ten virgins. Five was wise and five was foolish. Hallelujah. Because the foolish ones were not, were not, did not care whether they were ready or not. They say, I'm a Christian. I'm in church. I go to church every Sunday. That's it. I'm going home. When that trumpet sounds, I'm out of here. Foolish thinking. Hallelujah. Praise God. And Jesus come. And the only five virgins, five percent, hallelujah, that was seeking the Lord, that was truly denying themselves, that had that extra oil, praise God, that you only can get through praying and fasting. I'm going to repeat it again. They had that extra oil that you only can get through praying and fasting and having a relationship with Jesus and sustaining yourself on so many things up there, denying yourself to the world. To the, to the things of the lust of the flesh. Hallelujah. Those five wise virgins, hallelujah, were suffering in their own body. Because they were telling the body, listen, one husband, God says, no, boom. They were, hallelujah, praise Jesus, hallelujah, obtaining themselves from the things of the flesh, the desire of the flesh, the evil desire of their eyes and ears. They knew there were people gossiping. They were staying away from that. They knew what other Christians were doing. Those five virgins were seeking that extra oil, that, hallelujah, that takes dedication, that takes holiness, separation, that takes fasting. Hallelujah. It takes great suffering for you to be righteous ready. It takes holiness, separation. You need to be separated. 
Praise God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. And so, praise God, hallelujah. So, Joel was this kind of man. Praise God. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. And so, Joel was the, the, the life that the Lord, hallelujah, praise God, gave me that, that, would, that would be like the suffering and the tribulation. And so, let me just read a few, a few uh, Bible verses from the book of Job. Praise God, because this helps so much. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Here it is in Job, Job 2.13 says, hallelujah. Then they sat down on the ground with him for seven days, seven nine. Hallelujah. No one said a word to him that because they saw how much he was suffering. Job was in the ground here. Job was in tremendous suffering, which that's what's going to happen in the tribulation. He was sitting in the ground. Hallelujah, like he had no home, which he, he did not have any home. His home was destroyed by the devil. Okay? Praise God. Hallelujah. hallelujah. And so, let me continue, which is going to happen in the tribulation too. Joseph 2. I wish my great pain could be weighted, said Job. I wish all my suffering could be weighted on a scale. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. What a suffering this man was going through. Hallelujah. Joseph, hallelujah, um, 7-3. I've been given several months that were useless to me. My nights have been filled with suffering. Hallelujah. Several that were useless. Hallelujah. Seven years. I don't know how many months or seven years. But they are, they are several, several months, let me tell you. And Hallelujah. And he says, my nine, which the, the, the tribulation is called the nine, the darkness, the nine. Okay, having filled with suffering. That's exactly what people are going to go through in seven years. Joel 7 says this, hallelujah. Joel seven eleven. So I won't keep quiet, says Job. When I'm suffering greatly, I speak out. When my spirit is bitter, I tell you how unhappy I am. So how how people are going to feel in this revelation? Very unhappy. Because it's all suffering from God. It's a blessing. It's going to cleanse them like there's no tomorrow. They did not want to put themselves to the water of the Lord now, to repenting. Water of the Lord to repenting. That would take great suffering. If you are in repenting, it takes everything you have. You need to stay focused on that. You need to take time for that. So all, the, all these other things, you have to say no to them. Hallelujah. Praise God. And so people don't want to do that now, but they're going to have to do it in the tribulation. God is going to make them do it. Hallelujah. Now it's by grace, by mercy. In the tribulation, you're going to have to do this as God. Hallelujah. They're going to have to do it. They're going to have to go through it. They can't they say no to God because God has made his mind. This is how I'm going to deal with the world and their sins. Job 9.28. They am still be afraid. Hallelujah. Go on suffering. That's because I know you will say I have done something wrong. Sin. Wrong thing is sin, Job's talking about here. I have sinned, says Job. This is why I'm going through the suffering, says Job, because I have sinned. Because there's so much sin in the world. This suffering and the tribulation has to be great. Or they will have no chance of being saved. You see, great suffering 
gives them great opportunity to be saved, great opportunity for the world to be cleansed of their sins. Hallelujah. Job 10, 15. If I was guilty, how terrible that would be for me. Even if I haven't sinned, said Job, in another way, I have sinned, I recognize that. I can't be proud of what I've done, said Job. That's because I'm so full of shame and drowning, and drowning on my suffering, says Job. This tribulation will be felt like people are drowning in their suffering, that their suffering is so great. I saw people in one of the revelations who a guy in arm was caught. Was cut. He was bleeding to death, and he was running with a cut arm, hallelujah, because the army was chasing him to put the mark of the beast on him, and he was just running for his life. Hallelujah, because he didn't want to die. Praise God. What a great chance of being saved God has given the world. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. It, might, it may sound horrible to people, but this is how God... Knows he can he can cleanse the world of the sin. See, he had tried, hallelujah, with love and mercy, hallelujah. He had tried. He had his son go on the cross and die for humanity, die for everyone. Whoever come to him, hallelujah, will be saved. But people have said no. People have rejected son. They have rejected grace. They have chosen their own way. And God says, all right, this is my plan. God had come out with a plan, with a perfect plan for humanity. The tribulation, seven years, is a perfect plan of God, of our Father, to save humanity, to save the people who are staying behind. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Job 15, 24, suffering and pain terrify me, says Job. Their trouble overpowered them like a king ready to attack his enemy. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. Grace has been extended for 2,000 years. 2,000 years of grace, over 2,000, hallelujah. Just like in the times of North, God gave humanity seven days more grace and more grace and more grace. Now he has given people 2,000 years grace and more grace and more grace from our Father. But our Father knew that humanity will reject his son and his prophet and his disciple. So our Father put together a seven-year plan. In seven years, my sons, who are called by my name, hallelujah, if they repent, if they come to him, hallelujah, then he will hear from heaven, and he will forgive them, and he will restore the land, their life will be restored. So seven years, a perfect plan, perfect plan. And it talks about in Second Chronicles chapter seven, 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 being the plan of God. What a merciful God we have! Hallelujah. Job nineteen twenty eight. You might say, says Job, let's keep bothering Job. After all, he is cause of all this suffering. Whatever the enemy and all the demon do, don't matter. It, it don't matter. It don't matter. Forget about that. Forget about Don't give the enemy no more credit about the tribulation. Give God all the credit. Give Jesus all the credit. Hallelujah. Give our Father all the credit. He put this plan together for the world. Give him all the glory. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is his plan. 
He spoke it through his son. In Matthew 24, hallelujah. It is his plan, his plan. I thank you, Jesus. He spoke it through Daniel. It is his plan. Abba, Father, put this plan together before this world was. Reveal it to us through his prophet. Hallelujah. Praise God. See, people see these things negative. But nothing that comes from God is bad. It's evil. It's all good. He is good. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. None to the enemy. Joel 20, 22 says, While they are enjoying the good life, trouble will cash up with them. Listen to it. While the world, while the world is enjoying the good life, Joel 2022, hallelujah, trouble will cut up with them. Terrible suffering will come on them. Terrible suffering will come on them, says Joel. They are enjoying it now. They are making fun, uh, fun of the bride of Christ. Okay? Hallelujah. But we will see who has the last laugh. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We will see who has the last laugh. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because we get to go home. They get to stay. They are making fun of us. Hallelujah. They are enjoying it. While they are enjoying it, it's Job. Hallelujah. But they don't know the trouble is ahead of them. They don't know destruction is coming. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Job 26.5. The spirit of the dead are suffering greatly. So are those that are under the water. Hallelujah. And so are those who live in them. Praise God. Hallelujah. Everything that the God created at these seven years is going to suffer. The water, the sea, everything. The fish, everything is going to suffer. This is how God is going to cleanse the earth in these seven years. Hallelujah. It is His plan. It's a great plan. Praise God. Let's see wisdom where wisdom is. Everything that comes from the Father is wisdom. Let's see it for what it is. Hallelujah. Job thirty sixteen. Now my life is slipping away, said Job. Days of suffering grab hold of me. That's how it's going to feel in that tribulation. Hallelujah. It, those days of suffering, it's going to get hold of people. Don't matter where they run. Don't matter to what country they move or hide. And what cave they hide. Hallelujah. There are people building bunkers in the United States and in Europe. Hallelujah. Bunkers bunk right under the earth. Deep, deep under the mountains, hallelujah, they, they think they're going to escape the great suffering, the great destruction that is coming. But look what Job says in Job 30, 16. Now my life is slipping away. Days of suffering grab hold of me. Hallelujah. It, the grace of suffering is going after them, and it's going to grab hold of them. There's no way they can escape suffering. Because that's the way our Father has prepared it. That's the way He is going, according to Revelation. Open the doors of hell. And those horrible demons are coming out after those people. Praise Jesus. He's going to get a hold of them. No matter where they run. Hallelujah. They should have run to Jesus when they had the chance. But they deny Him. Hallelujah. Now they have to go through this. Praise God. Hallelujah. And Job 30, 27. Hallelujah. My insight are always churning. Nothing but days of suffering are ahead of me, said Job. 
See, that's, that's what it is for them. Ahead of them, seven years of suffering. There's no way they can escape it. Absolutely no way. If they go out to the moon and build a base up there where they can live for years to come, they can still not. God will bring them down from there. Hallelujah. Because the only way they can be cleansed is by going through the suffering. Suffering is a great blessing from God. Praise Jesus. And I still, not, I still haven't talked about the reward of suffering because I'm going to go into that too. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Job 33, 19. Someone might be punished by suffering and bad. The pain in his bone might never go away. And I, I know we, the bride, are going through some suffering. Hallelujah. It's just the way it is. We have to suffer. Amen. For the glory of God. But we are going to get rewarded. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. But you know what? Praise God. Hallelujah. Something is awaiting us. Something is waiting for us in heaven. Hallelujah. Heaven is awaiting the bride. The bride is going home soon to, to be with the Lord. And the rapture. You and I are not going to go through seven years tribulation. Hallelujah. That God has prepared for the world to cleanse the world. So God is cleansing the bride right now. He's been cleansing us. And he's still cleansing us. Preparing us to meet the Lord. Hallelujah. To preparing us to be going home. With the Lord, hallelujah. This seven years is not for you and I. Praise God. It is not for you and I. But even the people that are staying in this tribulation are still God's people that need to be saved. They're not hearing the Lord. They're not listening to the Lord. They're not listening to his prophet. They're not listening to his word. They have not listened to his son. But God in his mercy has said, this is my plan for me to save them. Because no, not one of them will be lost. I tell you something, the Lord Jesus Christ has a list of the people going home in the rapture, okay? Praise God. This week, the Lord, I believe yesterday, the day before, he told my brother Larry, the list is complete. The list of the people going home that the Father gave him is complete. Amen. And I was so happy to hear that from my brother Larry. That the Lord said this, the list is complete of the people that are going home in the rapture. Praise God, hallelujah. That gives us even greater news because we know we are closer to be going home. We know we're going home, hallelujah. That's it. Praise God. That we're not up to be to stay in this tribulation. It's not for us. It's for those that need cleansing. For those that need to be purified. This is why people are complaining of how the suffering have increased this past week. Of course, because we're going home. It has to be increased. It has to be greater our suffering. Because we are going home. We are being cleansed. We are being purified as the bride of Christ. So we can't complain about it. We got to thank God for it. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. We got to thank him for that. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to play one of the messages that, that was sent to me. And I'm going to look up in the Bible where it says we got to thank God for that. Hallelujah, because I know it's in the Word of God. I just don't have it now. But I want to look it up, hallelujah, and share it with my brothers and sisters. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God, because it's a blessing, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let me see. Praise the Lord. Ah, Lord. Praise Jesus, hallelujah. A few messages, hallelujah, that I wanted to share. Praise God. And also, ah, Olivia's on. I want to put Olivia on. I'm sorry, hallelujah. 
Olivia, you there? Brother. Oh, Brother Larry, Brother Larry. Praise God. Brother Larry, how you doing, brother? Good. You all set? Amen. Go ahead, brother. Go ahead. I want to put Olivia later on, but go ahead. Yeah, well, I'm, it's just, I hope to not take up the whole hour, for sure. Okay. Go ahead, okay. brother. The Lord Jesus Christ has taken over to being Lawrence Demers through the Holy Spirit. Okay, so the words that you're going to hear are not Lawrence Demers. They're the Lord Jesus Christ talking to his children. All right, what we're going to do is have a very serious discussion about suffering, okay? Why you're suffering, what the reward is for suffering, okay? And we're going to start at the beginning of everything. First, let's start with the definition of suffering, okay? The first place we go is the book of Romans, okay? And that's chapter 8, verse 17. This is why, this is the reason that that you're going to suffer. But, and, and again, that we're going to talk about the tribulation tonight. Why people are going into the tribulation. This is the reason. This is the goal. Okay? And if the children, then heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. Okay? We are joint heirs with the Son of God. If so be that we suffer. No one has suffered like the Lord Jesus Christ ever. Okay, nobody. We suffer with him that we may be also glorified together. There you go. That's it. I'm going to read this again. This is so important because what you're going to hear is going to shock you. Okay? It's all in the word of God. All right. If so, be that we suffer with him, Jesus Christ. That we may be also glorified together. We will, if we suffer, we will be glorified with the Lord Jesus Christ in heaven. Okay, we will walk in heaven and we will walk in eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ if we suffer. Okay, now everyone understands that. That's what suffering is. Okay, that is the reason that we suffer. Okay. Now, what we're going to do is get into some heavy-duty stuff here. We're going to go back to the very beginning, okay? Now, what happened in the very beginning? Satan was thrown out of heaven, okay? Why was he thrown out of heaven, okay? And where did he go? He came down to this, this, this forsaken place called hell. All right, we go into the book of Isaiah, all right, chapter 14, verse 12. I'll give you a few minutes. This is, this is, the, this is big stuff here, okay? <clears throat> the Lord is explaining to you why you are suffering, why you're going to stay in the tribulation. Just about everybody that's listening to this is staying in the tribulation, and it's the greatest blessing your Father has ever given you, okay? Because you're going to be glorified with the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're going to find out why you're suffering and why you're going to want to go into tribulation or go into the valleys. Okay? There are very few people being raptured to heaven. My sister Chu Thomas has told me this and this many times. In the low thousands, that's the number of people that are going to, are going to go into heaven. Okay? That's just the kingdom of heaven. Fifteen people are going to walk into the kingdom of God, the third level of heaven. That's it. Everyone else needs suffering. Why do they need suffering? Okay? It's the greatest blessing 
that God has ever given his children, that's to suffer. Now, let me tell you something. I suffered. I spent 65 souls, spent 65 years in the pit of hell, and I'll be able to tell you what the, I've been through in the last four and a half years. Okay, it has been hell on earth here with this testing. I have suffered and suffered and suffered. But my soul is in the throne room of God Almighty right now. Okay, and if you're up there, let me tell you something. That's where you want to be. That's the place you want to be. How do you get there? You suffer. Okay, because we all sin. But we also take people's sin on our back. I'm going to explain this to you. All right, this is the reason that you're going to stay in the tribulation. All right, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? What happened? God threw him out of heaven, and they fell like a ton of bricks. Where did they wind up in this pit called hell? Oh, how art thou cut down to the ground, which this weakened the nation? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will, this is Lucifer talking, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne, Lucifer's throne, above the stars of God. What a bunch of nonsense this is. Nonsense and foolishness. You think God was going to take that? He threw him and a third of the angels out of heaven so fast it made their heads spin. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the Most High. Right. Okay. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. This is hell where we are. To the sides of the pit. This is where Lucifer is. This is where we are. This is our last chance to get to heaven. And how do we get there? We suffer. Right. They that see thee small, narrowly look upon thee and consider thee saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble, that did shake kingdoms? He is going to suffer like no one has ever suffered ever before. He's going to be chained to the bottom of the lake of fire for all eternity and evermore. All right, this man is going to suffer. All right, that made the world as a wilderness, okay? Our world is a wilderness and destroyed the cities. He destroyed the cities thereof that opened not the house of his prisoners. All right, where are the prisoners? In the pit of hell. All right, all the kings of the nations, even all of them, lie in glory, everyone in his own house. But thou art cast out of thy grave like an abominable branch, and as the remnant of those that are slain, thrust through with a sword that go down to the stones of the pit. Do you think God's happy about what the Lucifer did? And we're not a lot of people, most of these people that are listening to me now, their souls are in the pit of the hell, and Satan's pounding the living daylights out of them. And I'm going to tell you why you're down there, okay? And you're going to get on your hands and knees and beg God for suffering. All right. Thou shalt not be joined with them in burial, because thou hast destroyed thy land and slain thy people. The seed of evil those should never be renowned. Now, this is the most important verse. 1421, everyone should put this to memory. Prepare slaughter for his children, for the iniquity of their fathers. We're going to explain the iniquity of your fathers. That they do not rise, nor possess the land, nor fill the face of the world with cities. In other words, the heirs of Satan are our heirs, okay, are our generational line. Now, why are they our generational line? Okay, now this is so important, okay? 
Why did God destroy the world in a, in a flood? Why is God going to destroy the world right now? Okay, God is so mad he can't see straight. Right? But in his great mercy, he's given us a chance to suffer. Those that haven't suffered are going to stay down here in the tribulation. I'm telling you, when the people get up to heaven, and I told this to Amy the other night, and they look at the number of people that are raptured, they're going to get on their knees and cry and thank God that they made it because they went through suffering down here. Okay, if you don't suffer for your sins down here and the sins that you inherited, you're staying down here in the tribulation, and you better thank God. The only thing you've got to do is stay away from the mark of the beast. That's why I've been telling people, okay, to stay away from their wives. Stay away from their girlfriends. Stay away. When I get through with this, you're not going to go near a woman or a man. A woman's not going to go near a man, right, because we don't know. If Unless you went in front of the Lord Jesus Christ and asked him, can I marry this woman? Can this woman marry this man? You've got problems. Big problems okay and you got to suffer this out it's the only way all right god is not going to allow these people to fill the face of the earth okay what's happened they fill the face of the earth now where are we going to go all right we're going right back to genesis chapter six okay why was the world originally destroyed by god in this flood okay here we go buckle your seatbelts here this is heavy duty. And it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth and daughters were born unto them that the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them as wives all of which they chose. The sons of God are the fallen angels. Okay? They are the fallen angels that have been thrown down to this hell. All right, we came down with Adam and Eve. They started to multiply these these foul, evil, uh, fallen angels, which are demons, seen, and they started marrying these women, okay? That the sons of God saw the daughter and took them as wife. And the Lord said, My spirit should not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be 120 years. There were giants in the earth in those days. That's the offspring of these these fallen angels and, and the women, okay, the, the, the human women. And also after that where the sons of God came unto the daughters of men and they bore children to them, the same became mighty men which were of old men of renown. So what happened is half of that offspring was demon, okay, half of it. Half of the offspring was demon, the children of these angels, these fallen angels, and the women became demons, half demon. All right, you got demon in you, you got any evil in you like that, you aren't going to heaven. Okay, simple. You can't get in. It takes great, great suffering to get in, and it takes the hand of God with a tremendous amount of mercy to do it. Believe me, I've been through this. Okay, when I explain this to you, for the people that don't know, okay, you're gonna you're you're, you're gonna have a heart attack, okay, <clears throat> because I've suffered for my family. All right, that's the way it has to be. That's what God wants. Okay, all right. And God saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil. 
because they're half demon. Okay? And it repented the Lord that he made man on the earth, and it grieved him at his heart. And the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. Why? Right, after you go through generation and generation and generation, demon is going to start breeding with demon down here. And they don't even know it. They don't even know it. Satan breeding with women here. All these fallen angels breeding with women here. Okay, Men, that the offspring, it goes on and on and on. So it got to the point where God said, enough of this. They're all demon down here. Right? Nothing's left. I'm going to kill everybody down here. Right? That's what got God so mad, right, that he couldn't see straight. So he said to he he brought the flood. Right? And the Lord says, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth, both man and beast and the creeping things and the fowls of the air, for it repenteth me that I have made them. He was sorry that he made them. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Okay? What does that mean? Because he's seen somebody good down here with a complete line, a generational line that was clean. Okay? Noah and his sons had a clean generational line from who? Seth. Okay? That's the key. All right? Everyone else had demonic backgrounds. All right? Was it, it could be percentage of this. It could be percentage of that. This is why God destroyed the earth in the beginning. Right there in the Word of God. Genesis 6, 1 through 7. Read it yourself. Go over it. That's what it is. We've, Alvy and I have known this for a long time. All right. Now, my sister, Chu Thomas, has told me over and over, we're in the days of Noah. We are in the days of Noah. We are in the days of Noah. All right. What does it say in the Word of God? We go to the book of Matthew. Okay. And... It is Matthew 24, verse 37 and 39. Okay. This is pretty heavy duty, children of God. It's pretty heavy duty. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away, so shall also be the coming of the Son of Man. No one knows the day and the hour. All right. <clears throat> On Saturday, after two of the most brutal days of testing I ever had, okay, now, no sleep for two days, okay? I didn't sleep last night either coming into this. They want to purify me to give, to have the Lord give this word through me, okay? The Lord Jesus Christ came to me Saturday morning, and I was in a fog from this testing. And the Lord said to me, my Father has given me the final rapture list. This is final. That's it. That's the way it is. I tried to get a name added to that. It can't be added. It's final. Who's ever on that list is on that list, and that's just the way it is. The Lord also told me he had days and hours from his father. He's ready to go. Now, there's a revelation that came to me today, okay? This is the way things work in the kingdom of God. Wait till you hear this, all right? God the Father makes all decisions, okay? He gives his, his decree to his son. His son carries that decree out. 
through the Holy Spirit. Who is running the earth down here? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is running the earth down here. He told me it's his decision that, 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 that he's carrying out from the Lord to come from the Father. Right? He's the one that's controlling this war in Israel. This war is going to turn into the Psalm 83 war. Right, when it turns into the Psalm 83 war and all these com- countries come against Israel, we're out of here. There's your sign. Okay? And it isn't going to be that far away. It, Israel has given uh, Hamas three days, three days to stop firing rockets in there, which isn't going to happen. They're going to go in with a ground incursion. What's going to happen? Egypt's going to join. Syria's going to join. Okay? Iran is going to join. Uh, Iraq is going to join. They're all going to come against Israel. Psalm 83. We're out of here. I, I take it a step further. Obama and, and, and Tony Blair brokered a peace, the Antichrist and the false prophet. As soon as that peace is signed, the tribulation starts. Right? It's, when it's going to start, I don't know. But I know we're out of here soon because the Lord's got days and hours. All right. So what does this mean? We're in the days of Noah. Okay? What does that mean to you? How many of you, including me, ask Lord if you can get married? Does your wife or husband have a trail behind her, a demonic trail? The Lord has revealed to me that 99.7% of the people that roam the earth, the 7 billion of them, have demonic trails. They can't get into heaven without severe suffering. Now, I'm going to tell you something very personal. This is going to hit home to a lot of you. Okay, my daughter, who's got a Ph.D., okay, and has the most beautiful little grandson I've ever seen, at 15 months old, married a son of the devil. This was revealed to me yesterday. Okay, I couldn't believe this. All right, I had been praying for this guy, and these prayers weren't working. I was told last week he wasn't going up in a rapture. Because I got a rapture list of my family, okay? So here we go. What did I do? Three quarters of my suffering were for my grandson. My grandson was born 50% demon, 50% of the devil. The only way that you can get, you ask my, he's a little blonde, blue-eyed, the nicest little boy you ever wanted. He is beautiful, he loves life, and his soul is sitting in the kingdom of heaven now, along with his his mother, my daughter, right, because I bore that suffering. 65 years in the pit of hell, four and a half years of the worst testing imaginable. I have had no life for the last four and a half years. I'm still going, and I do it again. I just found out about it. The Father said, mercy on him. That's the only way to get that demonic trail out is through suffering, okay? Suffering is a tremendous gift from our Father, okay, this is something that we don't understand. I'm telling you, the majority of the people that are listening to this are going to stay in the tribulation. And they've got to get on their knees and thank God. Because they've been with somebody. You don't have to marry somebody. You just be with somebody. You pick up whatever they got. And you pick up all their generational, all their ancestral lines. I had emails from people when I said, just stay away from your wife. Stay away. I did. I'm telling you, I don't. It's 17 years with me. 17. I don't want nothing to do with that. I'm telling you, this is a problem that's caught us, okay? 
Now, where did this problem come in? All right, we found out where the problem came in in Genesis 6. All right, and the, and, and, and the Lord destroyed the world. Okay, basically destroyed the world for Noah. Started all over again. Now, what happened? Okay, we the, the, the Lord revealed this to Alvi and I about two and a half, three years ago. We seen this. We had a heart attack. All right. Now, what happened to the Lord to get this mad? All right. Psalm seventy-eight, forty-nine. Turn to your Bibles. Now, what you want to do is read the entirety of Psalm seventy-eight. Okay. This is what happened. I'm going to review it quickly for you before I read verse forty-nine. All right. What happened is the the Israelites came out of Egypt, right? And what happened? All these signs and wonders and everything. What did they do? Aggravate God like there was no tomorrow, okay? Three throws him in the pit of hell. He does this. He does that. All right, they won't listen. He makes he, he brings the judgment against them, and they listen to him for another while, okay? And what happens? It's back and forth, back and forth. <clears throat> Why is that? Okay? Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.